This is the Conrad Alert. Civil defense information will be broadcast at 640. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Y2K. How can we prepare? Stop a few of their machines and radios. Throw them into darkness for a few hours. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Boom for five years. Thousand gallons of gas. Air filtration. Water filtration. Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, and Odyssey. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim, and today is June the 18th, 2023. This is episode 327 of Workshop Radio. How is everyone out there? In just a minute, we're going to bring someone on who is no stranger to the workshop community at all. Hey, Tag Life Done Free, Byron Roberts, Aaron, good to have all of you. Always good to have you. Nate has to be pretty close to, I got to do the numbers, but he's right up there. One of the top two or three all-time appearances on the workshop radio so far. So anyway, Sunday night, first off, we cannot forget our sponsor. That is Amy Dingman of A Farmish Kind of Life. Um, if you're looking, she's kind of moved her podcast. She's cut it back to one, one day a week now, and they're kind of more bite-sized episodes. So if you're looking for a little bit of inspiration, she has this way of telling you the hard truth while smiling and uh, laughing about it in a good way. She has helped me in so many ways. She's been doing this way longer than I have and uh, just an incredible lady. So check her out at afarmerskindoflife.com or just add afarmerskindoflife in any of the podcast feeds that you listen to and uh, show her some support because she is a part of the workshop community as well. Speaking of extended community, guys, so in two weeks... I believe, yes, July 2nd, we are doing a live auction to support Jenny Hill. If you don't know who Jenny Hill is, she is a member, a big member of the Living Free in Tennessee community. I met her in person finally last year at the LFTN Spring Workshop. She's going through some serious health problems right now. Uh, she has to take some treatment. She has to go into uh, quarantine for quite some time and so there's some really incredible people behind the scenes who have put together an auction for her. It's uh, at Jenny Hill, J-E-N-N-I Hill, dot livingfreeintennessee.com. Links in the description. You can go check that out. Uh, there is, um, I put up a set of the workshop silver. We only did 20 of them this year. So one of those is going to the winner in that auction. But it's just one of those things to help support her. Take a minute, check that out, and go from there, guys. Finally... Speaking of Nate and Aaron, uh, they were gracious enough to give us a discount code for their Etsy store. They got some pretty cool stuff over there. Some Comfrey, uh, some Lucky's Rabbit's Feet that wasn't real lucky for the poor rabbits, but they're lucky for you. So anyway, 15% off. Uh, Cabot says, is she the massage therapist? She is, absolutely, yes. Um, and an awesome lady. She spends her time trying to um, build other people up, and it's uh, the community's turn to, to build her up, so... Uh, oh, yeah, and uh, Nate. So check out Nate and Aaron's Etsy store. I've got their 15% uh, off coupon code in the description tonight. And with that, let's bring on the bearded chick. Give me one second here. Big Bad Nate, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about you? Not bad at all. You look like a uh, a contemporary painter. I get you just the beard and all black, you know, looking, right, looking pretty right, sharp. Right, right. So, yeah. So, I'm going to get this out of the way. We're just going to drink a little bit of this. Sure, you go right ahead. I uh, 
I decided to stick to just caffeine this evening. I had spent we've right. been renovating here and uh, dust and headaches. Oh, you know how it is. Just one of them things. You know how it is. So it's not usually a Sunday night without bourbon, but uh, I think we're gonna I forgo it this evening. So how yeah, you been, brother? Pretty good. Keeping busy. Um, playing around. Um, spent several hours yesterday uh, playing with some gear and trying some stuff out. We're gonna do. Uh, uh, our field day event coming up here next week, uh, or next weekend, and I wanted to get down by the pond and test everything out because that's where we usually host it. Um, nice. So I took our laptop down there, tethered it to my phone, did a 30-minute live stream real quick, played on the radio for, I don't know, about six hours or so. Did you hook but, your antenna up to a duck or anything like that, get him to fly up? No, no, but I was, I was debating doing maritime mobile in the canoe. Oh, th- that would be legal then, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you know what? I suppose I just realized there's quite a few names in here this evening that maybe we don't necessarily know or, or haven't seen as often. But Phil, just give me the you know the elevator pitch of who who you and Aaron are and where you come sure. from. Yeah, sure. We're uh, Aaron and I. We have a bi weekly or bi weekly, depending on if we have enough content. Um, right now, it's been bi weekly. Uh, we do a podcast. We have a half acre homestead here in Illinois. Um, I know it's Illinois. We can still do what we want to do here. It is what it is. We are not Chicago. <laughs> uh, if you uh, look out my back door, we got 400 acres of cornfields and it's beautiful. Nice. Uh, we have two girls, 10 and six. We homeschool them as well. Um, I have a nine to five that I do every day and uh, Aaron's usually here helping the girls out with school and, uh, playing around. So you guys, you guys recently, uh, I don't know what the fight would be the right word, but you had, um, you exercised your political rights, Hey, over some chicken. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, that go? It went fine. Um, the, the first, uh, iteration of going to the meeting was uh, a few choice words that I can't repeat here. Uh, but uh all said and done they wanted to cut our uh bird like a number of birds were allowed into a uh by down to a third uh get rid of the meat birds and require registration yearly and inspections whenever they wanted well we about 40 of us showed up at that meeting and the, the following like four or five meetings and they uh, realize that it's not in the village's best interest to do that. So, so they did away with everything. Just kept it the way they it uh, pretty much dropped it like a bad habit. So, good. Yeah, One other thing uh, I forgot was uh, Happy Father's Day to you, Nate. And thank uh, you. Yeah, to Same all to the you. other dads out there. I almost forgot. I was like, I, I had lasagna and I got chocolate cake waiting for me tonight. And it wasn't just because the kids love me; it's because it's Father's Day. So, yeah, Happy Father's Day, brother. Well, thank you. You too. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me, I got a brownie upstairs that I got to eat. We, we went and got pizza today, and the pizza place had brownies, so I'll have to get that eventually. Oh, man, I like that. So, <laughs> all right, when when I asked, because I, I was, you know, two, three weeks ago, I was like, Nate, we got to have you on again. It's been a month or two since you've been on. Yep. And, of course, I'm like, well, we know what we're going to talk about. Ham radio, I'm pretty sure, or comms of some sort. And yep. you said uh, field day was coming up, and I'm like, what the hell is yep. a field day? So what is a field day to start us off? All right, so uh, field day, it's – it's officially known as the ARRL, the American Radio or the Amateur Radio Relay League 
summer field day event and it's actually an operating event it's not considered a contest but oh, the okay. whole, whole point of it is to operate your radios for 20 for 24 hours and make as many contacts as you can that sounds like a contest to me sure <laughs> no prizes uh, right yeah there's no prizes other than uh bragging rights in the AWRL's magazine come october oh they, that that's when they publish all the uh, points so you get recognition so, so that sounds like a contest exactly. but you know yep yep so it, it's uh basically it's a 27 hour period and it depends on when you start to set up if you set up on thursday or friday you can only run from 1800 utc which is about one o'clock central time okay so we'll make that easy and you can go to one o'clock central time on sunday Okay. So it's, it's a full 24 hours. Now we set up at, we started about 10, get the tents up, get the antennas up, plug everything in. And as soon as one o'clock hits, we flip the radios up, radio on and go. Um, and then we can go until one o'clock. But if you wait until one o'clock to start setting up, you can go 27 hours. So you have oh. an extra three hours. Okay. They figure you're going to have a couple hours and they're messing around with stuff. Sure. And so how many uh, how many hams we have there? There are 750,000 hams in the United States at the last count. Okay. And I would venture to guess there's probably 200,000 on the bands that day. It wow. is the busiest day of ham radio. That's So how does... Okay. I'm going to sound simple here, but... How does that work without there being interference or maybe that's not the right term? You know what I mean? Um, there are, there is interference. Okay. And that's kind of the fun of field day. So field day simulates a grid down situation. Oh, okay. you have, you have to run on either generator power or battery slash solar power. Okay. Um, I, ru I run off of solar or I am going to run off of solar this year and our club is going to run off of generator. Okay. So basically we're, we have no noise floor, so to speak of, because there's no interference from the electrical grid coming into our system. Oh, okay. So we hear a lot of things, like a lot of things. Um, I actually heard Germany the other day or yesterday on my radio. It was the first time I heard Germany in probably six months and my needle on the radio wasn't even moving. And what does that mean? Your needle? The, the, the S meter. Oh, the so that tells me how, how loud it's receiving. Okay. So in the house, I sit at like an S three. This was flat at a zero and I could hear everybody. Like he wasn't even moving the needle because I had no noise floor down at the pond. Because you're running off of solar? Yep, because I'm running off of solar and I'm not hooked into the grid. So does that mean in a grid down situation that comms would be going a lot further or a lot clearer perhaps? You, you would hear more. Okay. Because you don't have the interference. Okay. So... Me being down at the pond, I was at an S, what is known as an S0 noise floor. Okay. 
when I'm at the house, I set it like an S3 to an S5, which is like half of my, you know, the sweep of the gauge. Okay. So it's 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 all the way down here. You know, three's like here, five's here, nine's way over here. And so if you're sitting at a five, that means you can only go up to nine to overpower the background noise or? Right. I can hear between a five and a nine. Okay. I'm never going to hear the guys that are the zero to the five. <sighs> okay. That makes sense. Sure. So it's, it's really nice to have a zero noise floor environment to play with. Um, and I... I love the pond for that because I get to go play, play and have fun with that. So how, um, how do you, um, Oh, I'm going to throw this out here. We've got some good comments yeah. and questions as we go along. Now I never asked you this, Nate, but do you want to answer them as we go along? Do you want to chat for a bit and then we can answer them? Uh, after? Um, you like to do? Yeah. Let me, let, let me go through this a little bit, but I'll answer this one. So um, okay. down at the pond, that's about a hundred feet from our door. Uh, 100, 200 feet. It's about five feet lower from where we're at right now. Oh, okay. But it's 100 feet, you know, right out my back door this way, you know, off to the uh, east of us. And if you have power lines going over, will that cause some issues yep. or no? Yep. 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 So I have two antennas on my property and they both have different noise floors because okay. one's really close to power lines and one's back on the back of my property. Okay. So, um, but basically it's the field day event simulates a grid down and you, but you only get to play on certain bands. Um, oh, okay. Now you, some of these people, I, I understand I don't have a lot of ham radio people in here, but this is going to be a little important once we get a little further on when I tell you guys how to listen to this. Um, we can play on 160, 80, 40, 20, 15, 10, 6, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. Those are the bands that we can play on, and some of them are high-frequency bands, and some of them are UHF and VHF bands, which the UHF and VHF is line of sight. Right. So you're only going to, it's like countywide you're going to get. But these HF, you're going to get people, California, New York, Canada, Brazil, Europe, you know, you, you'll get wherever. And your point of this, so like you guys up in Canada will take part in field day. Okay. I can log contacts with you because I think you're a VE6. Yes. Or, yep. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. If, if I'm looking for, you know, the Alberta province, then I want, um, you know, like a VE6 or you guys also have VA6, maybe? Yes, VA6, VE6 in Alberta, yeah. Yeah. So the, it, if it were to come in like that, then I know that guy is roughly about your area. Okay. Um, and they go, I think it's seven is the East Coast, five is... You know, it goes seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, going from the west to the east. Right. I was going to, yeah, because <laughs> growing up, I used to always, I, I love, I was a license plate watcher and yeah. 
the Nova Scotia ones, I think they were VE1, I believe, mm-hmm. where I grew yep. up. So I always, and I always wondered what the heck are those? And then I noticed they always had these weird antennas on the vehicles too. Yep. Yeah. I have a two meter, uh, five eighths wave on my car and that's it right now. Hmm. Um, I used to have an HF antenna on it, but I blew that radio up. Um, that's now a paperweight underneath my desk. So we're going to leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, some of these guys, you'll see the porcupines, they'll have five or six different antennas on them. Yep. Now, the easiest way to know what they are, the short antennas, like four feet and under, are going to be local line of sight. Okay. And the one that looks like a big, fat PVC pipe on the back of it. Yep. That's going to be HF because that's a screwdriver antenna. So that is actually motorized inside to raise and lower a coil. So it will load a coil to get your length that you need. That Okay. That's what John, John Pugliano had something like that at yep. LFPN two years ago. Yes. He had a Wolf River coil, which is a manual version of a screwdriver antenna. Okay. And that's where you, you move the, is it the coil up and down? Yep. You move the coil up and down along the, I actually have one out in the garage. I should have grabbed it. I can show you that, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a collar that you can rotate and lift up and down. Okay. And that will load to give you the electrical length that you need for that antenna. That's cool. So you can, so it is very possible to do HF in a mobile rig then driving. Yep. Yep. And you can even do them in an electric vehicle. I really? mean, I'm, I am not going to get, go political on it, but you know, <laughs> electric vehicles and hammer radio do somewhat work. There's a lot of work to be done, but you would need a screwdriver antenna. Okay. And those go anywhere from 120 to 1200 bucks. So that's not all the depends. end of the world. No, no. Um, now, when we, uh, with Field Day, we use mostly wire antennas, which is, this is going to be my Field Day antenna. So this is a four and a half inch round disc, two inches wide. And that's the wire that's on it. It's a 28 gauge or 26 gauge wire. Okay. And it's reinforced Kevlar. So it won't snap under stress. Um, And basically there's a toroid in this thing. It's called a 49 to one. And I can kind of show you guys, give me a second here what this thing looks like. All right, go ahead, Tim. Okay, hang on here. So that's the interior. So you have that little disc. It's a toroid, which is this thing right here. Okay. And then you have wire coming around the outside. That's magnet wire. And then you have the bulkhead connector, which is where your uh, stuff screws onto. Okay. So th- this antenna weighs less than a pound. And how do you get and it up in the air? Throw it over a tree. Okay. <laughs> that easy, is it? You would pull this out. He's actually got a video on here how it works, which is this. So that's basically how the antenna works. You pull that wire all the way out, and it winds up just like that. So how do you use... Um... Okay, because that's just, you can use that for any band, is that right, or most bands? 
Mine is set up for a 40, uh, 40, 20, uh, 15, and 10. Okay. And I do need a tuner with it because I don't have the length of wire in there correct. It's like two or three inches off. So that uh, actually next weekend I will adjust it so I don't need that tuner. Okay. And I can just run with it straight hooked straight to the radio. And you can, okay, so you can run. Yeah, 20, would you say 20, 15, 10, and 6? It's a 40, 20, 15, and 10. 10, okay, cool. Yep. So and what was uh, the antenna that you talked me into getting, the the wire one? That, that was... The Wolf River coil, the, the coil one? Yeah. That is, uh, it's called a Wolf River coil. Um, those guys are out of Wisconsin. They're... Anywhere from a hundred to two hundred bucks, and it's a vertical antenna that sits flat on the ground. Okay, yeah, that's right. And yeah, at some point this winter, you're going to help me get it all set up. So yeah, so you actually have a picture of that Wolf River coil I sent you earlier. That's the one that is uh, just the antenna sitting in it, straight straight up. You know what? So yeah, I, we get talking here. Let's uh, as we're going along there, we really should probably answer what those numbers mean, shouldn't we? Yep. All right, so 40, 20, 15, and 10. Those are the uh, bands. The uh, actual amateur radio bands, you have 40 meters, 20 meters, 10 meters, and 15 meters. And where you find those, you take um, basically the operating, well, it's 10 meters. So, like, you have 10 meters right here. You Divide that into 300. So 300 divided by 10 puts you down at about 30, 30 megahertz. So your 10 meter band is going to be right about there. Your 20 meters or, you know, your 300 divided by 20 is going to be about the 14 megahertz. Right. And your 300 divided by 40 is going to be about the 7 megahertz. And the 15 is uh, right around 21 to 21 and a half. And these numbers are, so you would tune your radio to the 40 meter band. Yes. The 40 meter frequency. Yep. Frequency. Sorry. And then within that frequency, there's a whole bunch of, what do you spacing that? Yeah. It's there are uh, the, the, so basically the 40 meter band, just so I get this right. I have the chart next to me. Sure. uh, Goes from 7.0 megahertz to 7.3. Three megahertz, so that is three hundred kilohertz wide, and each signal is going to be about three kilohertz. Okay, so you're going to have room in there for a hundred stations. Ah, that's how that works. Okay, it's so, similar to tuning in an AM or FM radio, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, now, once you get into like digital and CW, it's a lot shorter. It's like 500 kilohertz. Okay. And then you can, the other ones, 20 would be its own band. Is that right? Or what is it? Is yes. Right 20 one? meters yeah. would be its own band. That goes from 14.0 to 14.350. In the same separation, you kind of. Yep. yep. It's every single um Ham radio frequency, you'll see when you start learning this stuff, it's three kilohertz wide. Okay. Is your phone signal modulation. So when you're when you're talking 
into your radio, your signal is going to be about three kilohertz wide. AM is six kilohertz wide. Okay. So and the reason there's that spacing, correct me if I'm wrong, is so that you don't bleed into the other person's conversations, right? Yes. Yes. Which is, see, I've learned a lot over the years from you. Yes. And now here's where we get back to your, is there interference? Yes. Because some of those guys will set up 1.5 kilohertz wide or apart from each other and just operate. Sure. Yep. So now you have to fight over somebody else who is really close to you trying to make contacts. So, okay, let's, let's use this as a, I don't know, a teaching tool or whatever you want to call it. But so say you were dealing with a scenario like this, where you're trying to make a contact and someone else nearby is also close to your frequency, trying to do the same thing. How would you overcome that? The, the, uh, the correct way to do it would be to move away from them and go to a different band. Um, you know, say if you're on 20, you'd move up to 15. Okay. Uh, cause 15 is a lot wider than 20. So 15 meters is 21.2 to 21.450 for phone. Okay. And I, I did see in their phone is voice. So that is voice communications. So when you're using the term phone, that means that you and I are talking through two radios, one to one another, or two yes, transceivers. Yes. Okay. Yep. And that's known as simplex, which you can only operate simplex during field day. You cannot go through a repeater. Okay. Huh. So they, they, they want it radio to radio. Sure. It Again, it's, it's a bit of a training for... I grid down or emergency response. Is that the idea? Yeah, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's uh, it gives everybody a chance to get out and set up their stuff and test it before something does happen. Okay. That makes sense. Um, if you don't know how to operate the equipment, you're not going to be able to figure it out. So. And normally you would just uh, get a bunch of people together. And at least what I found in the ham end of things is usually they're pretty liable to help you out too. Hey, Teach you yeah. how to do something. Yeah. Yep. So I I actually had uh um at the at our last meeting one of the guys I, I mentioned I broke my HF or my uh, UHF radio that I have here. Yeah. And three or four guys are like, hey, you know, I, I have an extra one at home, like you know, I'll give it to you. I'm like, right. I appreciate it. It's an easy fix. I gotta replace the speaker. And that's the one I currently have in my car. So that one is no longer a brick. Okay. But the one that I used to have in my car is a brick and it will stay a brick because I'm not going to fix it. <laughs> Too expensive? It's not worth it. It's okay. a $200 It's a $200 radio and it's probably going to cost 100 bucks for parts. So it's just, it's not worth it. Just going to show it to Hippocrates Garden. Said uh, uh, Kilo Bravo 5 Romeo Juliet Lima. So yep. another ham in there too. Yep. So that's going to be a uh, five land uh, down near Texas area. Okay. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where, but I'm a nine call. Uh, my call sign for those that want to know, it's November Alpha 9 Tango Echo. Uh, if anybody wants to see that real quick, you know, it's my name with a nine in it. <laughs> 
right there. N-A-T-N-A-9-T-E. Yep. Okay. So Arkansas was close. Yeah. Right on. So I'm in Illinois. I'm a nine call. Um, Six calls are out of California. Seven calls are Pacific Northwest. Uh, Zero calls are uh, Iowa to Utah, maybe somewhere. And then like north to south there. Okay. And then uh, three calls are uh, New England. Four calls are south east and then ones no ones are new england twos is kind of new england and eights are um michigan ohio and pennsylvania i think okay so so what other well i guess you yeah you got some notes anyway but i was gonna i keep asking you these questions but (laughs) what are some of the other things that you can kind of pull out of field day that will um I guess either, you know, teach you some preparedness skills or that sort of thing. So field day really is a just kind of play with it and see what's going to work. So we're going to have probably six or seven different antennas and four or five radios. Okay. So we're going to play with the propagation as the day goes on to see what antennas are working better across the country. So like if, if I switch to, yeah. So propagation is the, you know, sending your signal out and who hears it. So, and it does change throughout the day. So if we find that one antenna is lacking to the east and picking up more towards the west, we may switch to a different antenna to see if it'll get us back to the east. If we need to get a state in the east. It's like our goal is all 50 states this time. We were too short. What did you miss last time? Uh, Hawaii and North Dakota, I think. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So you got Wyoming, but not North Dakota. Yeah. North Dakota is really hard to get. Okay. So. So that's another reason then, of course, as preppers, we love to buy gear, but I'm just thinking out loud. That's another reason to have multiple antennas and that sort of thing. If you're. Yep having a hell of a time getting out on one antenna or, you know, for whatever reason, swap to a different one. Right. Absolutely. You know, your, your wire antennas are going to act different than a vertical antenna. Okay. Your vertical antennas will do really good getting across the, to the, to Europe. Okay. Where I can hear Europe. I can't necessarily contact Europe on a wire antenna. Why is that? There's a better ground plane under a vertical antenna. Okay. So for reference, I have a vertical antenna on the side of my house and I laid hardware cloth underneath it. So hardware cloth is, everybody knows what hardware cloth is. So that gives a metal, you know, base to the antenna and it will shoot my signal further out off of that because it's not going into the ground as much Okay, where it's reflecting off of that metal and going back up. Both said, yes. yeah, I'll bring, yeah. Want me to, you want to read that? Yes. <laughs> uh, part, yeah. Part of getting the state is getting the signal there. The other half is having someone there hearing it and responding. You may have a great system, but if no one is there, ain't that <laughs> the truth. 
Man, that is the truth there. So do you know, are there, so will there be, do you think there'll be field day setups in every state? Yes. Guaranteed okay. there'll be every state. It's just a matter of you, if you can hear them or not. Okay. And it's being on the right band at the right time. Sure. And that person hearing you. Because, um, so I did you're, see, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I did see the propagate, you know, the question about propagation. That does change throughout the day. Okay. Um, if we get a solar storm in the middle of this, all bets are off. Now, being that we don't, I'm, they're not calling for a solar storm this go around, so propagation should be really good. So 20, uh, 15, and 10 are really good daytime bands. Okay. 40 and 20 can be, our 40 is really good at night and late afternoon, uh, early evening, and 20 can work through the night sometimes if the solar cycle is up. So a, a lot of this depends on how the sun acts. I know it's it's something hard to comprehend. Sure. That's it, those it's flare yeah. So if, if we get a solar flare that comes off <clears throat> during field day, there will be a blackout in comms. Like you, you you're gonna get maybe like a 600 mile circle. Okay. Not the entire country. And that runs. I saw that in uh, Hippocrates Garden here too. But that's a a yearly cycle or a multi yearly cycle, right? Yep, yep. It's eleven year sun cycle. And right now, if you want to see what ham radio can do, now is the time to get in because the peak of solar cycle twenty five is in twenty twenty five. Okay. So you have two years to get there to the peak and it's going to be a fun ride. Now I've already, I've made contacts over to Europe on 10 meters already. Wow. Eventually we will be able to make contacts with Europe on six meters. And typically, now I might be wrong about this. Correct me if I am, but wasn't 10 meters what we talked about for like kind of 300 mile skips or something? Or am I wrong? About yeah. That? Yeah, I mean, it, it's all, it all skips about the same. Okay. So ten, 10 meters is right around CB. So anybody that wants to talk CB. CB is ham radio with five watts. Okay. But there's no call sign. There's no call signs involved. If we're at a high solar cycle, you'll yep. be able to talk across the country. If you're in a low solar cycle, Guess what? You're going to struggle to make it down the block. Same with 10 meters. Really? Yeah. And that's yep. basically because those solar rays that are bombarding the earth are kind of scattering your signal or yeah, it's, it's interfering. It heats up the ionosphere, which separates into different layers. Um, they kind of go through this when you start doing the testing um, yep. and you start learning it. They'll go through that whole thing. Now, I am not going to go down that road because you and I could be here for hours. Sure. <laughs> I've, got five, I've got five questions saved already. So you guys keep asking and uh, yep, we'll work keep through asking. here in a few minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so basically, what another thing, if you guys want to listen to Field Day, I need to kind of go through 
what the different classes are. And this will kind of help understand who's out there and what their goals are. Um, so you have class A, B, C, D, E, and F. And you'll hear on the frequencies guys go two alpha or three bravo or sorry two two bravo or one charlie or one echo or you'd hear 22 alpha okay so the number is the number of transmitters they have going at the site so that's the number of the radio stations they have set up at any one point transmitting a signal out okay now, the A, B, C, and D, E, and F designate what class they're in. So, a class A would be a ham radio club, okay. non-portable, with all of their antennas in a thousand-foot circle. Oh. So, you cannot be more than a thousand, you know, uh, like a, from the center point, a thousand feet from each other. Okay. Um, class B is a one or two person portable. So that could be somebody at a park or somebody climbing a mountain to go do summits on the air for field right. day or parks on the air for field day, or could just be somebody like me going down to the pond and running under my own call sign. Right. And it, oh, right. Okay. So we are actually going to be a, our class is going to be a two alpha. We're going to have two transmitters running under our club call sign. And all of our antennas are going to be within a, within a thousand feet of each other. Okay. Um, so C, class C is a mobile or a vehicle. Okay. So bicycle mobile, maritime <laughs> mobile. Oh, yeah. Par parachute mobile. We have a guy who does parachute mobile um, or, you know, vehicle, trucks, um, pretty much anything, bicycles, stuff like that, motorcycle. Now, a class D, that is somebody working from their house. Okay. So you'll hear like a one delta or a two delta. So those are, that's one person running off their home system or two people running off their home system. So like if Aaron and I wanted to sit down here in the basement and run field day from the house, we'd either be a one alpha or, or sorry, a one delta or a two delta. Okay. It depends on how many transmitters we have running. Yes. Aeronautical mobile. That is another one. Um, so now class E is the same as class D but it's under emergency power. So that would be off of a generator or a solar panel. Okay. Um, that's more than likely what we would run under Class E. Okay. Uh, class F is going to be an EOC or Emergency Operations Center. So that's going to be like a county um, storm watch place or the Salvation Army, or if somebody's got something set up that's like an emergency operations area for your county. Sure, that's like what that local is. emergency management or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's who, that's who that would be. 
and you this year you are limited to for classes A, B, and C, you're limited to 500 watts. Last year it was 200 watts. Now we I we only run 100 watts because I'm not hauling an amplifier out to go run off a generator. Sure, it's pointless. Um, so we usually run 95 to 100 watts, give or take. Okay. Um, so those guys will be A, B, and C, and D, E, and F are limited to 100 watts. So that's home or EOCs are limited to 100. Okay. But if you want to run 5 watts, which is known as QRP, that's low power, you would get an extra 100 points per transmitter. Oh, okay. Or running the 5 watts or so. Now, running 5 watts on field day is hard. I bet it would be. Because I'm running 100 watts, and if you and I are, you know, the same place transmitting off the same antenna, I'm going to be louder than you. There's no way around it. Right. Because I'm putting more power out there. That makes sense. Right. Um, And then we will log every single contact. Okay. So we, the way we'll have this set up is the radios will either be on solar or generator. Okay. And then our laptops and our ham radio network between the two laptops, so we can talk to each other, will be run off of grid power because oh. we don't want to lose our logs. Okay. So we're not required to run um, emergency power for the laptops. Now we can if we want. Sure. Um, but it's, it's easier to set it up that way. So we don't have all of a sudden the generator runs out of gas and we lose the entire log, which would be bad. Um, so you mentioned solar. Uh, yep. I was going to bring up a picture here, but yep. while I'm trying to, I didn't put it in the right folder, but anyway. Um, That's right. What, how long can you run, uh, like on field day, for instance, if you wanted to run off of solar batteries and panels, could you do that infinitely if the weather was decent? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so in in my testing yesterday, um, and you, once you start showing these pictures, you'll start to see how I have it set up. Okay. Um, I run a 78 amp hour sealed lead acid battery, and it's a, it's a deep cycle, and I have a 320 watt solar panel hooked up to it. Okay. Now, my radio is only putting out 100 watts. So that solar panel is keeping the battery system charged all day long as I'm using it. This is my panel right here. Okay. So that is a Dokio uh, 300 watt. It's actually a 320 watt. Um, but it's basically the size of a pl- sheet of plywood. And each one of those sections fold down... So it's only one section wide when you're carrying it. And it can be easily. Yeah, it's, I mean, the thing's probably six pounds, seven pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. I I wouldn't backpack it or backpack it, but I can carry it out there. No problem. And And they are this stuff too, right? Yeah. I, I sent you all that stuff. Um, I, I can drop it in the, uh, no, no, I have, I got it here in the notes. I'll, I'll share them. Yep. And then uh, 
so that is our, th that's my solar panel. And behind it, you can see I have a PVC, a PVC stand for it that sits up, which is right here. So I this is it. just it's so simple. It works good. Yeah. And that, those actually double as our bow and arrow, our arrow holders. When we go shoot our bows on the lane, hmm. we can stick the arrows down in the tubes so we don't need the uh, sleeve on your back carrying the oh, arrows. Okay. You just drop them right in there, and then you can pull them out and shoot them. So use case scenario, it doubles every single time. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that, that panel and the charger is going to run you about $300. But I have taken that down to SRF run radio down at SRF. So that's self-reliance festival. And I've run our, we have a little 2000 watt inverter under here with okay. batteries. We lost power for a, uh, oh, three, four hours. And I actually had to cook dinner because it was right in the middle of dinner. We had the crock pot going and everything. I so remember I hooked, that. Yeah. So I hooked that panel up to the batteries, hooked the, crock pot up to the inverter and then ran everything so um but yeah if you go back one tim you can see the wolf river coil so that's actually sorry hang on this one this is supposed to be the wire antenna okay. but the wire is down below by the boxes it kind of okay. goes up into the tree a little bit so you can't really see it but that's this antenna the next one is the wolf river coil Oh, okay. This one here. Okay. Yep. So that's exactly what John Pugliano uses at uh, LFTN when he comes. Uh, and it's, it's a. Uh, oh, yeah. No, the solar panel. Somebody said the solar panel link didn't work, but let me, maybe it didn't. I don't know. I, I just reposted the solar panel link there, guys. It worked for me now. So maybe okay. I pasted it wrong the first time. I, I'm good at that. Yep. So that, that solar panel will bring up, um, it'll give you the solar charge controller along with a little bit of wiring. Okay. Now I will tell you to extend the wires because they only give you a 10 foot lead. I put about 60 feet up, you know, I cut the wire in half and I extended it 60 feet just so I could get that solar panel out from my battery bank in the basement. Okay. And you don't lose much. Uh, there's not much lost. Uh, yeah. No, I, I wasn't hitting the radio hard enough to even see that solar panel kick up. Okay. So when I, when I initially hooked it up, it was running at about 10 amps. And within an hour, it was constantly on like 0.9 amps. Okay. So it charged up the battery real quick and then just maintained it throughout the day. And then when I go to transmit at night, when the sun goes down, I have that reserve power. That's what I was going to ask. So if you're running off solar for field day, are you going to have enough um, backup power to run through the night? Yep. So that, that 79 amp hours, my radio pulls 15 amps. So 79 amps per hour. For 20 hours, technically, I don't even really need the solar panels, but okay. it's there um, sure. because I can do it. Another way to test your gear too, right? 
Right. You know, shake things out. I can charge other stuff. I can charge guys' cell phones. I can put my laptop on it because I actually have a 12-volt laptop. Really? Yep. So I I posted the picture of that. That's in in that group of photos. Okay. It's on the uh, the bench so I can go through Hang on, all yeah. that stuff that's in there. So it'll be, yep, that one right there. Okay, so my battery box, that's the battery box right there. that I have. There's the deep cycle battery in there, and that blue thing on the front face on the left side is a battery monitor. That'll tell me the current output, the current uh, input, and it'll also give me the amount of amp hours used. And is that USB, or what are the connections on that? It's uh, Anderson power poles. Okay. And the solar charge controller is X, XT60, I think. Okay. It's a goofy connector, and I hate it. Um, but that's the solar charge controller on the table. And then if you look on the front, the face of the box, you'll see that blue thing. That's my battery minder. Right. And that's that batter, the battery monitor with the shunt that I sent you the link for. As well, okay. I bought one of those a while back and haven't hooked it up yet either. Every time I get yeah. you guys talking, I get something, and you know, it's it, it's fun. Yeah. So my the radio that I use is a Yesu FT eight ninety one, which is this green the thing with the green rails in the middle. Those are three D printed uh, protection rails. Cool. So if I drop the thing on its face, those will break, not the radio. Nice. And the thing directly below it is an LDG tuner. It's an automatic tuner or push button. Um, it, it will pretty much tune a wet noodle. It'll tune a 15 to 1, I think, SWR. So, real quick, can you kind of give the five cent explanation of what tuning is? Yes. So, it does not tune the antenna. It It's like a box that goes in between your radio and your antenna to make your radio happy that it's seeing 50 ohms. Okay. So it's got a bunch of relays and junk inside of it that all click around and make a whole bunch of noise. And as soon as it gets as close as it can to um, 50 watt or 50 ohms, it'll sit right there. And then the radio will be happy. You may not be putting out more than two Watts on your antenna, but your radio is working. And you're able to hear better as well, right? You're able Somewhat, to yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're going to receive a little bit better. Um, right next to that in the middle is my $60 Micro Center laptop, which I posted in the Telegram a couple days ago. Okay. So if you guys are in the Telegram group, um, you will see that link. For Micro Center, it's a Evolve 3 Maestro, and currently it is on sale for $35. And it is a, for a laptop, a Windows 10 laptop. $35? Okay. $35. Okay. But the catch is, if you are not near a Micro Center, you can't ship it. Okay. And I posted the Amazon link and it's $99 on Amazon. Okay. 
to me, it is not worth $99. Okay. I'm content with like the 50 to 60 bucks because everybody in the ham radio community calls it the Jankopotamus because it is the jankiest laptop you will ever use. And it's a lot like this radio. Okay. So this, this is a Baofeng and everybody complains how janky these radios are. Well, that laptop is a little janky, but it'll get all your jobs done that you need to get done for ham radio. Okay. Um, the guys have put Linux on that thing. Uh, it does have a Wi-Fi card in it, and some of them had an LTE card in them. Oh, wow. For for 35 bucks or 50 bucks. Yeah, for th- yeah, I, they're fifty nine dollars normally. I got okay. I paid sixty four for mine. Okay, uh, t- tax and everything out the door, and I can do pretty much everything I need to do, including all the stuff that I do on that seventy six ten that I have. And is that the twelve watt or the sorry the twelve volt one? Yes, that is twelve volts okay. natively. So it it charges on twelve volts. So you can hook it directly to a battery, and it will charge. Where my Lenovo. Um, the radio, yeah, go ahead. The radio, uh, ham radio outlet, or if you want to help somebody out in the community, go talk to Evan. Yes, talk to, yeah, because he's his are the Yesu or the bow fangs that he's selling, right? Well, um, this one, yeah, he sells this one and he sells that 891. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, so um, Evan's been on the show, and he's yeah. kind of an extended community member. There is his. He has some. They're pre pre programmed kits, aren't they? Yeah, they're pre programmed to your zip code. Okay. And then the eight ninety ones that he sells are Mars modded. And what does that mean? So a Mars mod is basically it opens up the radio to transmit wherever. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Fair enough. So, um, cool. if, if I remember, that's what he has on his website. Okay. But I know for a fact these are, because, you know, these are modded where they will transmit wherever. And then he gives you a real nice antenna with it and set to go. So now, also on that desk is... My other laptop, that's the laptop I'm talking to you guys on right now. Uh, It's a Lenovo i5. That thing is a 20-volt laptop, so I cannot charge it off of 12 volts. But that's what I was running the live stream off of. And I had it tethered to this phone. Okay, so just made a Wi-Fi hotspot or whatever? Yep, absolutely. So made a hotspot and did did uh, um, did all my stuff. So that means that if you have that laptop with you, then you need to have an inverter with you as well, right? Yes, or mains power. Okay. So, but the the one from Micro Center, all I have to do is plug it into the computer, and I'm done. Right. Or so plug it, it into a- the battery box. Does it have, okay, so does a battery box just have a 12-volt socket on it, or what do you have on it for? No, so I have uh, power poles on it. 
Okay. Anderson power poles. And I will actually cut the USB adapter that came with it and put power poles on that. Okay. So that way we're set, done, and I can just plug it right in there. So. Yep. John John Witherspoon just said they're Mars yep. modded. Yep. I, I couldn't remember if the 891 was also Mars, Mars modded or not. Okay. Yep. That is a great radio. If you have the funds, buy it from Evan because you're going to be happy. You'll have and you'll have when you buy it from him. You've got all the gear you need too, right? Yeah, he will set you up. Nice. So, um, he, I think he's got a whole kit. Um, you you can get them at any of the ham radio shops. They should be in stock right now. But if you can go support Evan, Mars Mod. Um, Mars Mod is. Uh, well, Mars or MERS? That's two different things. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. So Mars, uh, M-A-R-S, is the military auxiliary radio system. Oh, okay. So they play on different frequencies than ham radio or that amateur radio do. And MERS is like a business band that these radios will get. Oh, okay. So uh, MERS is more line of sight. Mars is the military stuff. Okay. So that's right, John. I forgot about that. He was up at your place doing that stuff for you. That was a, that was a lot of cool videos you, you put cool. up. Set him up as a oh, nav station. Is that right? Yeah, I saw he put a new antenna up and a couple other things. Cool. So. Yeah, he's doing yeah, that full prime now, which is awesome. What would you like me to yeah. bring up next, Nate? Uh, let's see. Next up, if you want to go to the next picture to the right with the orange cases. Yep. Down at the bottom, those are Apache cases that you can get at Harbor Freight. They are a quarter of the price that you would for like a Plano dry box. Right. So the Plano branded dry box. And they have pick-apart foam in them. That's what I carry all my radio equipment in. Oh, I got to pick me up some of them next time. <laughs> I yes. didn't know they had those. So the, the little one is like 20 bucks. Okay. And that big one is like 70. Okay. That big one, I can fit two radios, a tuner, both microphones, and some connectors in it. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. The little one I have my laptop in, along with all the wiring equipment. That little one? Like all the wiring connections. Yeah. Yeah. Holds your little laptop? Yep. Wow. They're bigger than they look then. Yeah. So that that laptop's only like 11 inches across on the screen. Okay. So it's it's tiny. I I wish I had it down here. It's out in the garage right now in the box. Now it's dead to my Harbor Freight list next time I get down. Yeah, they're they're fun. Um, from there, if you want to show the uh, thumbnail that you that I sent you, or the one they use for the thumbnail, I think it's up a little bit. Oh yep, yep, yep. There we are. So this is where we set up for field day. Um, what you see that is a effectively a ten by thirty tent. Okay. And then that is our little tower trailer. That is a thirty oh. foot crank up trailer 
It's a 40 by 48 little Harbor Freight deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yep. And it's got a crank up tower on it. So that it's folded over. Did I send you that picture? I don't. If not, I send it again. Yeah, I don't think so. That's okay. Okay. Let me send so it. So, how quick. low does this fold down to when it's all cranked all the way down? It's about five feet tall when it's all done. Okay. You know, four, uh, four, four to five feet. So give me just a second. I'll send it to you. Sure. Because I, I took a picture of it folded down in our side yard. Okay. Is that one you built? Yeah. Uh, no, the club did. Okay. So that's the trailer. So basically, it's the 40 by 48. Okay. And uh, the front section will tilt down. So it, it's sitting like this right now along the trailer. Yeah. It'll tilt, and then it will extend up. It's a crank-up tower. Oh, okay. So and then we have we have a ten foot mass our ten foot mass pole in it, so that's gonna be 35, 40 feet when it's all said and done. Nice. Uh, I don't know what that is. Was there somebody? Uh, um, oh, is it a joke? I'm thinking it's a joke. <laughs> I don't know if there was a spammer coming in or not. I'm trying to figure out what Cabot was asking. I'm guessing it's a joke. Some kind of maybe about erecting the tower, perhaps. So. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I'm not sure. But could I can't be. see anything weird coming in the comments here, guys. So so you could, okay, not that you would need to necessarily, but if you were mobile and you had a need to get some serious comms out, you could haul a little something like this along with you, couldn't you? Yeah, I can haul that behind my ATV. Oh, okay. So you it's could go like off-roading or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I can, I can move that thing around in, in my yard by hand, no problem. <laughs> Okay. It's it's nicely balanced. It sticks out. So it, it hangs over the front probably two feet, hangs off the back probably four feet. So, yeah, it's about a 10-foot section. And, and it's, it's got pretty sturdy when it's up? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. It's got out, outriggers on it that come out. Oh, okay. That make it probably eight by eight. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So huh. it, it does it does real good. Uh, Hippocrates said that water would also act as a ground plane. Is that part of the reason why you do it? Or uh, We do it down there because it's more out of the way. Um, okay. It's kind of a nice spot where we can go be quiet and we're not bugging anybody and nobody's going to complain about a generator running for 27 hours straight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it's and And really... There's a bunch of old trees down there that we can hang all our wire antennas from. So it just makes life easy. You know, we don't we don't necessarily need the mast, but we have it for our two meter antenna to get back into the repeater that's forty miles away. Okay. So it's 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 fun to play around with. So, um, did you want to, do you have any more? Do you want to work on some questions or what would you like to do? Yeah. Next? Um, so you guys are probably all wondering on where to listen. Yes. Um, that's there's actually a couple of different places. So last weekend you, last week you had on, uh, Chris. Yes. And he was talking about some free and cheap stuff. Um, I'm going to kind of expand on it cause I know I threw a couple comments up, Sure. Uh, but I wanted to kind of show you guys, 
what the best thing if you want to learn how to do this. Sorry, I got my monitor up top. So if you want to share my screen. There you go. So this is the Northern Utah uh, Web SDR. It's a website-based software designed radio. This does not cost you guys any money to get in there and listen. It is, the website is sdrutah.org. Just put it in and, the comments for everybody. Yep, I see that there. Thank you. And you'll see the colors on there. The colors covered the different amateur radio bands. So this is where you guys are going to kind of, where I'm going to make it full circle and you guys are going to kind of see it. So I said we're going to run uh, 80 or 160, 80, and 40 is the yellow. So you'll see the yellow one up here and you can click on any one of those. So you see 70, uh, the 75, 75 and 80 are always together. Okay. Then you have the 40 meters. So your 75 is this guy right here. And then your 80 is this guy, right? Or your 40 is right here. Okay. So now if you want to listen to the long distance stuff, you want, you know, during the day, 20, 15, and 10, and 6. Okay. So the nice thing, you want the green one. The nice thing about the green one, that has a beam, a log periodic beam, facing east from Utah. So it's basically up in the mountains in Utah, oh. facing towards New York. Right. So it will hear everything coming in from Europe. Okay. And I can actually, I'll start up this. I don't know how much, how busy it's going to be on 20. Um, so you go into here to the green. Oh, wow. And this is all your stuff. Let me mute this thing real quick. So, Tim, you remember how I would do my live streams? Yeah, it would have this kind of looking, or this matrixy looking thing. Yeah, yep. the, all these yellow things are the signals on the band. That's so, cool. being I I can't hook hook in the audio with this. You guys will just have to take my word on it. <laughs> um, but every single one of those yellow bands is somebody talking right now. Um, you can scroll down here. Or, well, you can zoom in, zoom out on the actual thing. You can go all the way down here and look in. And See then you can also really go... faint ones on the left. Is that just static? Yes. Okay. This right here is static. Okay. So it's, it's being there so evenly spaced, I will bet you money it's power line noise because oh, it, okay. because his noise floor is sitting at an S3. Okay, so there is something there then. Right. Um, some of the guys that I was hearing before I came in on the stream were actually stronger into his radio or into this system than my radio. Oh, and wow. he's further east to me. So I'm in Illinois. This, guy, this thing is in Utah. This one, anybody and everybody can log into. And you just can go. And just listen. You can go, you can listen to AM broadcast. You can listen to AM shortwave. Um, you can listen to European shortwave. Anything you guys really want to do. 
Um, and then you'll see down here, so you'll have this one right here is 40 CW or 40 phone in the yellow. Your CW is going to be down here. See all these really narrow lines? That's all your Morse code. So that's going to be the guys pounding out on. Oh, okay. Yep. On their uh, little key, which mine's behind there, but and that's why get... that can get through sometimes, and others can't because it's yes. so narrow. Yeah, it's so narrow, and it's you can easily tell it's like a clicky pen on right. off on off on off. So it's really cool. Yeah, and you can you'll see it in. If you have a, a software divined radio with a waterfall, you'll see it in the waterfall. Okay. So I can actually kind of go in over here. So each one of these, now I'm trying to see what the frequency is. Yeah, 14080. So this right here, this is FT8. This is a digital signal. Okay. Down here, is all your Morse code. Oh, yeah, there so you, you go. So you can see all the individual dots and dashes. Sure. That's really cool. So that's, it's another way to pick it up real easy. That's actually um, really neat. Okay. Yep. So and anybody and everybody can log into the system, and this is the most reliable system there is out there to listen, is okay. the Northern Utah SDRs. And just remember there are two of them. They cover different bands. There's yellow and green. So green is more of a daytime and yellow is more of a nighttime. Okay. So just kind of remember that. Green for go is, you know, whatever. Yeah. And yellow be aware that it's only that. So green will, uh, 20 meters will go all throughout the night if you have somebody on there. Um. Now, your next one is going to be something that's really fun. So this map is the Kiwi SDR. Um, anybody first want to throw out uh, a state in the comments? Yeah, so throw, throw, yeah, throw out a state and, yep. yep, whoever's listening there and Nate, we'll be able to, this will kind of show you where somebody is, right? Or where, where yep. there's a possible radio you could listen to. Yep. Throw me, a, give me any state, anything in the country. First one gets it and I'll show you where, what the closest SDR is to you. Um, give him a second but, here. If not, I'll yep. give you one. Oh, Texas. there we go. Taxes. I mean, Texas. Yeah, no. Oh, we got Montana. Oh, two for Texas. There's three. Okay. okay. So you have... Uh, Fournay, Texas, Anna, Texas, and Austin, Texas will cover zero through 30 megahertz. Okay. Uh, you can click on any one of those. And these ones are a little different. Sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Okay. You guys hear that? You don't hear a noise? No. All right. That's right. fine. This guy's actually got it tuned to WWV, which is the uh, coordinated time clock. Okay. The, the nationwide, that's the signal that gives you, uh, that sets the atomic clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So this one, you can kind of just play around with it. It's the same, pretty much concept, same concept. Um, he's got it right on 10 megahertz. So we'll move it up to, we'll go 14 and some change. And then we'll zoom in. And then we'll go down here to CW. So there's all your CW contacts. Cool. So you can see how the CW works. Yep. So the, okay. Yep. You can actually see the dits and the dots, and then you can scroll kind of over this way. You have FT4, FT8, PSK31. These are all digital modes that need a laptop. Okay. Um, and they, and they make full use of their portion of the band, don't they? Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, and then once you get up here is like 14.15. Okay. And now we're moving into 14.2. So here's where you start seeing the voice signals. Ah, okay. So you can see just how wide those signals are. Each one of those is anywhere from um, uh, 2.8 kilohertz to 3 kilohertz wide. And then right here, this blue label is slow scan television, which is a uh, really weird slow scan television that's sending pictures over the internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I pointed on the picture. Where did you point? So that is this blue thing right here. Oh, okay. Straight down, right here would be slow scan television, but nobody's transmitting it right now. And that's like when uh, the space station, that sort of thing, send pictures back. Or, yep. yep, yep, absolutely. Which is so. cool. So that means you can send still images over ham radio, right? Yep. Anybody that is listening and has the ability to receive it uh, can send it. I have an app on my phone where I can put it right up to the radio. And it will decode the picture for me. Wow. So, um, okay. Could you do that off grid? So say there's no internet. Could you still do uh, SSTV? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, okay. Here's what I'm going to ask you then. <laughs> because you're not allowed to send coded messages over ham radio, right? In, in theory. Right. Yeah. Correct. Could you send a picture of a piece of paper with a code written on it? It's a gray area, but I see sure. where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm just um, saying. As, right? as, as long as your call sign is on it, I, you're good to go. Okay. Um, but yes, you can send um, a, a real use case scenario would be somebody's document to um, like a birth certificate or something. Okay. Like you were 100 miles out from the hospital and somebody needed a birth certificate, you could send it over ham radio. Um, cool. You can do emails, which is what a lot of people who are sailing do. They do what's called WinLink, and that's just sending emails back and forth over ham radio. Okay. Because they're not going to pay for satellite, and it's right. just cheaper to do it that way. Huh. But I think think that is pretty much that. And I do have this. So if you guys have any questions on field day or I missed anything, this is the website you want to go look into. Okay. Um, sure. It is field, field 
day.arrl.org. Okay. You want to uh, kind of poke around there. It gives you all the rules. It also gives you the field day locator, which you can put your zip code in and check and see who is doing a field day lo- a field day near you, and you can go play radio. Because there's more than likely they will have a get-on-the-air station. And what does that mean? It's uh, somebody who doesn't have a license is welcome to show up Oh. And operate a radio using the club's call sign. So we will be using the club's call sign. And anybody that shows up, there are a couple people from the community who are driving in. Um, one is from a couple states over. I'm not going to mention who it is because <laughs> I'll I'll let him mention it. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's in here or not. Um, him, he, he is coming in. He is licensed, and his wife is not. But he is licensed as a technician right now. Okay. So he cannot operate HF other than 10 meters. Oh, similar to what I am. Right. But with me being there, I'm an extra. So we operate under the club call sign. And anybody who shows up in the area can operate on whatever legal frequency they can operate on. Under our call sign. Ah. Or, you know, basically, I because I can run the full gamut of all the frequencies. Right. So if they use the call sign, they're fine. It's like Aaron. She was playing around on HF during last field day. She's only a technician. Well, being that I was sitting next to her and she was using the club call sign, she was able to operate general frequencies. Okay. So... Which is cool about ham is you can basically, it, it, you can uh, use the privileges of whoever the highest person is as long as they're, I mean, in control of the station is what John Pugliano said or, you know. Yes, it, in control of the station and you have to use their call sign. Oh, okay. You cannot use your call sign. Your call sign is limited to, so like if Aaron were to come down here and operate under her call sign. And somebody, and she was on a general frequency, being she's only a technician, somebody would look her up in the database and go, wait a minute, you're a technician operating on general frequencies. They would either A, say something on the radio, B, send a postcard, say, knock it off, C, send an email, say, hey, knock it off, or call the FCC and say, this person is operating out of their limits. Right. So that's really how it goes. So if she were to come down here and I'm sitting right next to her, she can operate under my call sign and go wherever she wants. As long as I'm down here with her. That makes sense. So. Do you want to work fun. through some questions? Sure. Throw them at me. I see we got a 10 or 11. So yeah, actually the first one is a statement, but I thought you might want to kind of chat about it. Mauser put a couple uh, comments. So, so we had a bad storm damage in north and east Texas. Large portions of the region have been out of power. Many in the affected area have been using HAM and GMRS to communicate and coordinate. And then I'll, I'll, I'll read this one too, and then you can kind of comment. The storm re- uh, revealed several weaknesses in relying on repeaters for large area comms. Several repeaters had no generator backup. Yep. So we have a 10-hour battery backup on ours. Okay. And it... Our, our repeater is set to throttle back to about half power. 
the second it goes on battery power. Okay. And we should have anywhere from eight to 10 hours of backup power, consistent use eight to 10 hours. Okay. So that is keying and unkeying for eight to 10 hours straight. Now, for those who don't know, or what we've talked, I don't know if I've talked to you, but the average power outage in North America is less than four hours. Yeah. So you're, you're good for in most case scenarios, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and really if the repeater goes down, that's where that tower would come into play Mm. because UHF and VHF height is might. Because it's all line of sight. Oh, I just made another rhyme. (laughs) Okay. Yep. So that's, so Carlos KD nine OLN Kilo Delta nine Oscar Lima November has the tallest tower in North America. He does parachute. Yeah. He he does parachute mobile. He starts at 14,000 feet. That's crazy. Yeah. And he will get contacts on this radio right here, 300 miles away. That's really neat. So he he must pull a chute as soon as he jumps. Does he almost? Second he goes out the plane and he's clear of the plane. He pulls a chute. Okay. How many contacts can he make on his way down usually? 15 to 20. Okay. And he must just have, yeah, he live streams it, doesn't he? Or recorded or something? He records it on a GoPro. Okay. So he actually got a new radio this year. And I, I am really looking forward to contacting him this year. Because what I'll do, being I'm so close to him. If, if I know he's jumping, I will record his jump. Oh, okay. Because I can hear him. And I'm within 30 miles of where he jumps. I can hear everybody trying to get into him. Ah, okay. So if he loses his recording, I have a backup. Now, right. he has a new radio that allows recording to be done. He, he got a brand new IC705. Um, it's a little 5-watt QRP radio. But uh, no. So, Know Your Joe wants to know, will a good <laughs> power supply reduce or eliminate the noise from the grid? Uh, no, it will not. Okay. It all depends on what's around you and how good your radio is to get rid of that. Now, you do have the ability to wrap your power cords with a bunch of these. You can turn it into a toroid, and that will kill some of the noise. But I have one antenna on the side of the house that is a vertical that is probably 30 feet from the power lines. Okay. Now, it's only a 10-foot tall antenna, so even if it falls over, it's still 20 feet away. Right. So is it, it is within the legal limits of it is further than twice the height of the antenna from the power lines. Okay. Um, but I get an S9 noise floor on that antenna oh. where my NFED in the backyard is an S3 on the same frequency. So just out of curiosity then, are you planning on moving it or is that the only spot that you can have that antenna? It's really the only spot I can have that because I don't want the kids near that one. Okay. It's it's ground mounted and it's got a bunch of radials underneath it, a bunch of okay. wires. Yep. Um, I'm trying to get the grass to grow up above the radial so I can just go right over the top of the, with the mower. 
Um, but yeah, I don't really want them playing around that because if I'm down here and don't pay attention, um, and they're in the backyard and I actually key up the radio and I don't know it, that they're out there, I can actually give them a burn. Right. And apparently so, it's, uh, yeah. What do you call it? A, a nasty burn or you, yeah. How does it work? It's an RF burn. Burn? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's an RF burn. It would be the equivalent of like an, you know, like maybe a second degree burn if you were actually holding the wire. Okay. So I want to see if I can, I was trying to get the, Oh, I can't find Aaron mentioned that we have a ham radio group and I'm trying to find the shareable link here and uh, <laughs> it doesn't want to come up for me. I'll get it here in a minute if somebody can find it, but yeah, I'll ask you another question while we're at it. Okay. What's next? Um, Oh yeah. No, I just wanted to encourage moon bear. I thought maybe you'd want yes. to. So they, they said, I want to be a ham. I must take the exam. Yes. And I will tell you there's several different places. Um, you can either find your local club and reach out and get some study material. You can join Tim's telegram group, the workshop, uh, ham radio group, and we will all help you. Um, at least get the materials. And then when you are ready, you can jump on discord with the ham radio crash course. Oh, talk to their VE team and they will schedule a session at any point that you would like to test. So if they have people available at eight, eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and you need to test, they'll test you. And generally you'll have your call sign within two or three days. Here is, I just shared it. It should come up anyway. Although it, oh yeah, it's not showing yeah. up because I'm in the, the start there. There is the ham radio. And I know they said it's my, it's, well, you guys started it. It was, the, it's the first group <laughs> that I had yep. nothing to do with that sprung out of the workshop. It's a pretty cool thing actually. So yep. there it is. So yeah. So, so come on by um, and join it. Yeah. Any questions, don't hesitate to ask in there. Um, I will do my best. I will overload you with a ton of stuff to go watch. Yes. I will. probably have a month worth of content you can go watch, um, on YouTube slash, um, audio format type stuff. And then I will send you to go take, uh, practice, practice exams. And that is either free on a website or it's $3 on an app. And I would suggest paying for the app because you can get it right on your iPhone and your money that you spend on that is going back to help out the VE team test other hams. Hmm. So, so know your Joe says on a worst case scenario, what is the range of a typical ham setup? Nate's going to say it depends, but it, yeah, no, that is a very big, it depends. Okay. Um, it depends on the time of day, the frequency you're using. Um, is there somebody on the other end? Um, I will tell you to make reliable point-to-point -point communication. It will cost you thousands of dollars. Like Tim and I could probably, you and I could very easily spend a hundred grand each. And not be able to talk to each other every day. 
That's great. And we're, as the crow flies, oh, well, we're, what, 1,000 miles? Yeah, probably about 1,000. Yeah. So okay. about one skip. Okay. Um, which VE6CQ, that's a guy who is right on the eastern Canadian Rockies. He's got an amp and a beam, and I can hear him about 50% of the time. Okay. Because either A, he's skipping right over my head, or he's coming up short. Um, so, okay, I always think of the term in movies, but um, you've seen I Am Legend? Yeah. Yeah. You know how he set up a, he's like, hey, I'll be on this radio at noon every day. Would that yep. be a, a better way? Because, so what I'm kind of reading between the lines here is, Reliables kind of with quotation marks around it. So yes, um, either have a set signal or a set day or a set time to try to contact. And if you don't make contact for a day or two, it's not the end of the world. Right. Absolutely. Now, the nice thing about ham radio is the reliable communication is the hundred other people who are on the frequencies at any given point that can relay the message. Right. So worst case scenario, you are across the globe. Okay. I mean, that's, that, that, there's no other way to put it. Right. Um, worst case, case scenario, some way, somehow, I can get my signal from here over to Israel or Slovenia or Italy one way or the other. It may take a day or two but we can make it happen. Now this right here, local line of sight communication, you're probably county wide. Okay. That's easy. You can do that all day, but HF it's, it all depends on where you, where you're at in the frequency and what type of antennas you have. Okay. So, um, some are 800 miles, some are 1,200 miles, and some are, I can get a guy in California or New York. Okay. So. Cabot says, where do you place GMRS in general preparedness radio? I have my uh, GMRS license. that I got that before my ham radio license. So it's, it's a 30, gateway drug? It's $35, and you don't have to take a test on it. Okay. So I would tell everybody at least go get your GMRS. If you like GMRS, get into ham radio because we can, we can play with more power and we can play with more things. So it's a good way to get your feet wet or to at least get interested. And and then if you do buy yourself a good set of GMRS, what's a good use case scenario for them going forward? Like road trip comms between a couple vehicles or something? Or or, um, I have... These right here, these okay. are GMRS, FRS. Um, those are the kids' radios. Okay. Um, they actually are on it all the time. Um, because I have my GMRS license, they are allowed to go on GMRS frequencies if they identify themselves. We're still working on that. But um, if they identify them themselves with the call sign, they're good to go. Okay. So, um 
Yes, GMRS is one call sign for the entire family. Oh, so, okay. Uh, Hippocrates Garden has that. Okay, throw that up there. That's cool. So once you have it, it covers your whole your whole immediate family, family under the household. Under the household, I do not know about extended family. There's some stuff um, that you can get or not, you know that Gray says yes and some no. So okay. Um, what about software defined radio? Where does that fit into a preparedness plan? It is great for a base station because you can see who is where. Or okay. um, I have a software defined radio. I have a uh, I ICOM IC seventy six ten. So that is an actual software designed ham radio or ham radio. Okay. It's sitting up here. I've posted pictures of that before. I can take another one real quick and send it to you. But that's... Um, so this is my radio that I have here. And what's the advantage of that? Or where does it kind of fit oh, into things? When I turn this thing on, it gives me... Well, here, I'll just take a picture and with it turned on. So there, that's it on. Okay, I'll bring it up here, guys, so you can see it. There you go. Is that right? Is that right? Uh, oh, oh, yes. There we go. Never. Yeah. Sorry, guys. There you go. So it all oh, oh, has the waterfall built in. Okay. Yes. So that has the waterfall built into it. It also allows me to listen on two different antennas at the same time, so I can oh. listen on a vertical antenna and a horizontal antenna. Okay. Or I can transmit on a vertical antenna and listen on a horizontal or vice versa. Oh, very so cool. So it has diversity receive in it. Um it's quite quite nice. I like it. Um it's not a um it's not a budget friendly radio. I'll put it that okay. way. <laughs> uh, that one Software defined radios. If you want a budget friendly, you're looking at like a G uh, Zygu G90. Okay. Um, those are about four hundred dollars. Um, that ICOM right there. Uh, well, no, your next one up would probably be about twelve hundred dollars, and that is an ICOM seventy three hundred. And then your step up from that is going to be the IC seventy six ten, which is what I have, and that's about thirty five hundred. Ooh. Okay. And then your top of the line is a seventy-eight fifty-one, and that is fourteen grand. Wow! So, can you still use an SDR if the grid is down? Yeah. Okay. Because yep. this is so, direct. It's it's direct sampling. So okay. this is it's not pulling in anything off the internet. It's not even hooked to my network. Okay. It's pulling in what it hears off of the antenna throughout the entire spectrum so I can move it wherever I want and it will just move it's the the signal and tell me what signal it's on so or it's what basically it's a on. pure digital radio then is it yeah pretty like, much okay so and you can kind of change what shows up on the screen and that sort of thing as well yep yep I can either have the waterfall on it or I can have a big giant meter on it or 
kind of reminds me of, say, a modern console in a vehicle as opposed to your old knob radio, do you know? Yes, absolutely. That, I never got that. I couldn't figure out for the longest time why you wanted a software-defined radio because I was thinking it'd be no good for, like, grid-down stuff. But that makes – okay, now I understand. Yeah, so, I mean, not, I, I can look at it. I can flip around in, in all the different bands, and I can see the entire four, the entire 20-meter band and go, okay. okay, I don't see anybody on there. Oh. Nope. Well, I'm not going to waste my time trying to make a contact. Yeah, but if I go to 15 and it's packed, then I'm going to jump on there and try and find somebody. Right. So you, ah, that saves time too, because normally you would hop on to say 20 meter and you would dial through, check each Mm -hmm. signal or whatever you call that as you go along. Check each each kilohertz, roll through it. So in here you would just, so for instance, say right there in that little peak, say there was a line there, you'd be like, oh, I might be able to make a contact there. So it could save you immense amounts of time too. Hey. Absolutely. And it'll tell me what, you know, or how busy it is. Maybe I don't stick on 20 meters. Maybe I move to 40 or 15. Could also tell you what bands are active too, right? Or open. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I thought this was kind of a cute little question. What do people t- typically talk about on ham radio from Know Your Joe? Um, what age What age do we want to know? <laughs> <laughs> um, because there is a colonoscopy net. <laughs> That's, I understand. I think I, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's anything. It's guys are asking questions, looking for help, uh, checking in with their buddies, see what the weather's like, or they're trying to make a bunch of contacts with a bunch of people. The majority of it, uh, it depends on what band you're on, but I would say the majority of it is guys just wanting to make contacts. Yeah, it's just like the old CB. If you've ever listened to people on CB, it's just people shooting the shit, right? Yeah, yeah. That is more people shooting the shit is more 80 and 75 meters. Okay. Along with some of 40, there's a lot of nets on 40. Um, 20 is more of a uh, we want to make parks on the air contacts or... um, Soda's soda on the air, iota on the air, which is islands on the air, um, or just guys over in Europe wanting to talk to somebody over here in the United States. Okay. So, um, does the licensee still get contact points, Nate, when a non-licensee makes a contact? Like it? A- yes, because they're using the club call. Okay. Um. So basically anything that is made. So like if, if Aaron were to come down here and say, we made or you know, we operate under my call sign. Okay. Everything is going to be logged under my call sign, but I'll put in the note that it was her doing it. Like I've done that with my daughter, my okay. oldest. Yep. She's come down here and she's been like, can I talk on the radio? I'm like, Aww. Okay. So I, I'll find her parks on the air and she'll, I'll, you know, write it out for her on a little sheet of paper, exactly what to say. And I'll point to it 
as you know we progress you know through the contact but nine times out of ten people want to talk to you if you don't have your license if you're using somebody else's call sign and you're a little kid okay do so. you still do the are they qsl cards is that what they're called or yeah. what are they? um i Just have send them out in the mail i oh, have I just got a batch of these in. Oh, that's cool. Is that from uh, Carlos? That's Carlos. Okay. So that's, oh, yeah. That's cool. That's from him. So people, so, it is still a thing then, is it? It is very much a thing. Aaron and I need to get them printed out. I have some from my old call sign. Okay. Um, when I was uh, WN9TCH, uh, Whiskey Nate 9... Tango Charlie Hotel, Two okay. Chicks Homestead. So, uh-huh. do we? Uh, Moon Bear was talking about wanting to um, get some local help. Do we know anyone in the Dallas Fort Worth uh, area that uh, is into ham? And, and and if you don't, Nate, somebody out there might. But Dallas area, talk to um, Ham Radio Two Point okay. is down in that area. He's got a YouTube channel. I want to say he's down in the Dallas area. Okay. Um, I would follow him a little bit and he's got a discord as well. Okay. Um, ham radio crash course. I can I keep going back to them because they're all over the country. Okay. Um, I would join that discord and get in there, hang out with them, get to know them. Because if you go in there and you ask a million questions, you're going to have a hundred guys coming back with you for, with answers within like five minutes. So they're helpful then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get in, get into uh, either one of those two discord groups and go from there. Okay. So ham, ham radio 2.0, he has a YouTube as well. And um, ham radio crash course. So uh, uh, link. And link for a GMRS license. Uh, it's the FCC you need to go talk to. I do not have it off the top of my head. I think I just Let found me it. That's what I was typing away here for people. Here. Um, yeah. There you go. You got it already? Okay. Yeah. I was looking at it while you were, yeah, I was trying to be ahead of us here and make it sound like I know yeah. what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. So this is the FAQ on how to, where to, that sort of thing. So that was somebody was, I know you're Joe for anybody on audio was looking for a link to, uh, for the GMRS license. Uh, yeah. Boss wants to know any good software for logging contacts. Yes. There are two of them. Oh. Um, I, well, one of them is when you are a ham, you will get a, what's known as the Facebook of ham radio. That's QRZ. Okay. Um, they make a profile for you and you need to go in and claim it. Right. And they give you a logbook right off the bat. Okay. So I can, I will go, if I can, pull mine up. Oh, and I see we have a new member in the ham radio telegram group too, Borage. So it's good Thanks. to have you. Yeah, I like that. Let me see if I can even get in. Uh, it's under a different one. Give me a second and I can... Sure. Yeah, get yeah, into yeah. mine. 
because I can sh I can show the log on that at least. Okay, there it is. Cabot says the site is a pain. Not a Rubicon on YouTube has a has good info on submitting. Yes, oh, okay. not a Rubicon is GMRS only though. Okay, um, that's cool. he does not do much with ham radio. Okay. Um, he doesn't particularly like ham radio, but he sees the use case of a ham radio. Sure. Um, yes, GMR, GMRS license is a pain, but you will have your license within 48 hours after paying your fee. Okay. It's 35 bucks. It's 10 years, and there is no test. Yes, he Do is funny. I'll give him that. <laughs> All right. You want me so, to bring up your uh, stream? Yeah, br bring up my screen. So this go. is my logbook. Um, so you can see I have recently two contacts in Russia. They're not confirmed. Um, these yellow stars are confirmed. Um, there what does, are. What does that mean, Nate? Confirmed. The the other person logged the exact same information as I did. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. Here's my ten meter contact to Scotland that I did a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's cool. Um, to a doctor of all things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, there's Carlos, KD9ON. I have a ton of them in here. Uh, here's a Canada, Victor Echo 2, uh, Papa Echo Alpha, Charlie Echo. Is that Quebec by chance? Probably. It's V VE2 piece. Jean Chiron. Jean Chiron. Um, but yeah, the, this is, this is my logbook. You can see the countries that I've worked. Uh, so I got Puerto Rico, Antigua, Canary Islands, Bonaire, Turson Caco, Brazil, Cape Verde, Cayman Islands. Uh, there's another Canada, VE3, uh, Mexico on 10 meters. There's Slovenia. Sierra 58 November. That is um, other side of Italy. That's cool. Um, and you guys, my old logbook has him in here. Uh, S51DX. Because I posted, I was listening to him earlier. I think he might be one of my originals. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. S57. So there's his brother on okay. the bottom. In S Slovenia. In Slovenia, S57 and S51DX are both brothers. Okay. And you've and talked to both of them. Yep. I have talked to both of them. There is a sister who I do not have in my log yet, but she is on maybe two or three times a year. Okay. So she's the one that I've been looking for because I want all three of them. That's funny. <laughs> It's yeah. like collecting baseball cards, you know? It is. And there's uh, Switzerland. Wow. Right there. Um, I do have a Maritime Mobile in here somewhere. Uh, I don't know if it's... Let me see. There's Roswell. Is there a special oh. call sign for that or not? Where is that? No, I just no. saw okay. it. Hold on. Uh, sorry. Russia, Turk, uh, Turk, 
Turks and Caicos or whatever islands yeah, there? Right there. Um, okay. Where is that previous page? Oh, that's my, okay, that's why. I'm looking for, there's Roswell. Okay. Right there. So W5RKA was in Roswell, New Mexico when I talked to him. That's is he a mobile dude or is that his uh I don't know. It's it could be a five call for him. Okay. Um but yeah, this is what a log looks like. This is QRZ. They give you a free one that you can make all your contacts with. Um I do have um right here is my daughter's first contact to oh, Whiskey cool. 8 Lima Tango Radio. How far so, is that? Uh, I'd have to look it up. But an eight call, so that's probably Ohio or Michigan. And then okay. you'll see right above that, um, Whiskey 8 Foxtrot November Golf. James. See, see if you get that call sign. Wait, wait, FNG. Not FNG. Really. Yeah, FNG. Fucking new guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I would, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, and then this is the one that I had to log right here on 60 meters. This is my only 60 meter contact that I did. Oh. I had to log my antenna, log the frequency that I was on, and log the output or the power that I was running. How so come? you have to do that on 60 meters. Oh, that's just a rule or is there a reason for it? It is. Um, it, it It's a rule for 60 meters itself that you have okay. to do that. Um, your other one that you want for a log is All this. Right. Every day is a field day. Okay. Yeah. Is that, that's an app, is it, or a program? Uh, the, it's a program. It's an app for iPad, Windows, or Linux. Okay. This thing is worth its weight in gold. I love this app. Um, this is all I use. Super simple. And it gives you a map when you're done. That's cool. So, And it also does parks on the air. So can you use a program like this to then export all of these contacts back to the other programs? Yes. yes. Okay. So the way I used to have it set up, I would export into QRZ or QRZ, okay. and then it would automatically log or do a logbook of the world, which is ARRL's logbook. Okay. Okay. I will tell you, logbook of the world is awesome. Because everybody in the world uses it. But the catch is you submit an email. They mail you a postcard. You have seven days from the day they mail the postcard to log in with that postcard. So like if your mail's late, yeah. you can't log in with it oh. and set up your account. Okay. It's 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 between three and seven days oh from the time goodness. they mail it out. That code on the postcard expires. Well, that wouldn't work in Canada. Almost guaranteed. 
Yeah, our absolutely. Damn slow, you know that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. So it's it, it's a pain in the butt. Um, I used to have it under my old call sign. I okay. jumped through all the hoops to do it, and it took two weeks to get it set up. Got one more question for you, Nate. Yep. Cabot says, how many different on-the-air programs? I've seen parks, maybe museum. What else? Uh, ones that I can think of. You have battleships on the air, parks on the air. Um, I might have seen porta-potties on the air. Um, islands on the air, summits on the air. I think that's really about it. And this is where somebody physically goes to a national park or a mountain yes. summit or something like that yep. and then makes contacts yep. from there to other people? Correct. And those people who are making contacts get to check that one park off or something? Is that the idea? Yep. So they get points for it, and okay. they only have to make if, – if they hike the mountain, they only have to get four contacts. Okay. And then they can come back down. I am yet, and I don't know if this is the case, so I'm going to look at this real quick. But, yeah, you, you can go on whatever hikes you want um, and climb up, and they will have, uh, like, points for the ascent. And some are, like, drive up, and some are Mount Everest. Um, okay. So I'm looking... Has anybody taken a ham radio up to the top of Mount Everest? That's, that's literally what I'm looking up right now. Okay. I was wondering that as well because, yeah. And while you're doing that, if you can, what, are, what are the points good for? Um, It's bragging rights. Okay. Really. I mean, that's. So it's a hobby then. Right. Um, summits on the air, Mount Everest, radio, contacts. Nobody, I, so far, it's not coming up. Okay. Well, that's fine. So my guess is nobody has activated um, uh, Mount Everest yet. Okay. So, so Which an, is not, not surprising. I have an idea for your next appearance. Since it seems like whenever you come on, there's a literal metric shit ton. It's unreal how many questions there are for ham radio. So what I'm thinking is maybe we collect up a whole bunch of questions and we do yeah. like a, a Q&A session with you or something. Sure. Yeah. Yep. I think that would work. Um, I, I mean, you're a resident ham uh, expert. So Nate keeps right, asking I'm going to start an expert council or something. So well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Who knows what the five. I, I kind of like the idea of maybe doing some uh, roundtable discussion. I don't know. Haven't really decided yet, but that'll be. Yeah, I think we should, that's what yeah. we should do next time, Nate. We'll collect questions yeah. for couple of weeks Absolutely. and then we'll have you on again <laughs> somebody yeah, said no yeah no <laughs> no i'm good fat, i don't want to be fat, one of them guys that's left on the side of the yeah fat guy probably won't even make it to base camp oh, i'll be honest right there um so uh hippocrates garden has in there the maritime mobile service net okay that is 24 7 365 but if they are not transmitting, they don't own the frequency. Okay. So anybody can use it? Yes, but they will get all over you. So oh. a lot of people have just moved on. It is 14.3 is the Maritime Mobile Service Net. Okay. 
whatever you do, stay away from that frequency unless you need to use it to make a contact. If you if it's an emergency, by all means use it because people are listening to it. So 14.3 is a good starter if you're in trouble and you have ham radio. Because now you I, better I be damn good. Listens to it all the time. Is that the idea? Yeah. Well, there's a guy up in Minnesota who listens to it. Okay. That runs the net. Um, your other one is going to be the Hurricane Watch Net, which is. 14325, I think. Okay. I'd have to go look it up. And 7.168. Okay. Um, those activate and they run while we have hurricane watches up. Hurricane watches and warnings. And there's somebody on there 24-7 whenever there's... There are hundreds of people on there 24-7. Okay. So you're going to get... They, if you're in an emergency, you're going to get a contact. Right. And they're looking to talk to people down in Bahamas or Puerto Rico or Cuba to get reports as the storm moves through. Okay. That makes sense. It's really cool to listen to. I'll have to next time once. Yeah. I'll have to get it up and do that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, any, anybody can listen to this stuff on that, on that web SDR. That's what I was thinking, at least to get me started anyway. And then right. this winter we'll get everything hooked up up here. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I so how did, oh, go ahead, Nate. For for me, those web SDRs when I first started really helped me. I I know it's annoying to listen to sometimes, but it helped me with procedure as I'm making the contact. That's what I was wondering. Sure. So it's it it's actually hearing the contact being made and what steps. Are next so like somebody rattles off their call sign be it na9te cq 20 meters looking for contacts and somebody comes back um ki6 naz hmm. and i only hear the ki6 so then i go ki6 come back and he give his full call sign and then i you know i, I would acknowledge him give him his signal report, and then in return, he would give me my signal report. And so that would be because one thing I hear from a lot of people is they're nervous about making the first contacts or nervous mm -hmm. about speaking out. So it'll help you am. speak the language, right? Yep, I still am. I still have Mike Fright. Ah, well, it makes sense, though, because it's a, yeah. whole, a whole different world that if you've never been in, you might not know how to to do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's in, I, I see that in there. The Elmer is your most important person, which is why I get so, I, I'm very open. If anybody has any questions ever come ask, because I want to teach you this stuff. I want to help you out. I want to get more people licensed and I want to get more people operating legally because that's more fun for me to make contacts down the road. Sure. And that ensures the FCC is not going to sell off our frequencies. Right. And if you don't understand that, all you have to do is look in the 220 megahertz and you'll see there's a little tiny split. And that split 
is where's that at? Uh, actually, it's not even on my band chart, but it's right in the middle of uh, the 220 band. They sold that off to FedEx. Really? So FedEx bought all the frequencies in half that band. Huh. Just because, well, for whatever reason, you know. For all their about. trucks. Yep. So now so, nobody's allowed to broadcast or, or not broadcast, but make contact. Right. Okay. Yep. Huh. So you said, so, Nate, then um, you're approachable and you want to answer yeah. people's questions. How do people find you if they want to follow up with you afterwards? So the easiest place to find me is in the Telegram group, both sure. of them. Um, or you can email us at info at twochickshomestead.com. Um, that would be the next one. You can find Aaron and I pretty much everywhere. We're on all the stuff. Um, look up Two Chicks Homestead on pretty much anything. There are a couple of us, but you'll see our logo. So our logo is really easy. It looks like that. The one on the right's so, the chick with the beard. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's it, it it's really easy to find. Um, we are on Noster. We're on uh, Facebook, Telegram. Aaron's got a TikTok up. I have a couple TikToks. Um, but yeah, best place is definitely a Telegram or email. Um, and then if you're getting really interested in ham radio. Get licensed. Let's see if we make contact. That's what I'm going to do at some point with you. <laughs> yep. We'll get there. So. Right before we close up here, I'm going to share. Uh, somebody just said they couldn't find. Who said that? Uh, oh, Ed Silo is on here too. Um, who's looking for? Somebody's looking for the ham radio group again. I'm going to throw that up again here for you. Hippocrates. There it is. It's a pri It doesn't show up. It's a private group. Like the the workshop. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So the workshop Telegram group has a real fancy URL. It's like Toolman Tim's Workshop or something. It's easy to read. This one's yep. a private group. Really, and the funny thing is, nothing really changes anymore because they all work basically the same. But anyway, so click that yeah. link, and then uh, you have to submit a credit card. It's like a three hundred dollar payment. No, I'm just kidding. You're good. <laughs> Just just click join and uh, yeah, there you go. I think we've added three members to the uh, the ham radio group tonight and a couple cool. to the 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 uh, the main group too. So, but yeah, thanks, man. I always appreciate you. We we seem to be kind of a running thing where you just come on and shoot the shit about ham. But it's uh, yeah. something you're passionate about and something that uh, everyone else seems to. Every time we do a ham episode, people are all over it. So there's there's a absolutely. And I, I, I will say, um, watch out next weekend. Join us on social media. Yes. We will post the frequencies that we are operating. Ooh. So if you go on the SDRs, you may hear us. And we will also be doing a live stream for as long as I can handle it. <laughs> so we may be going from approximately 1230 to 12 o'clock the next day. So, yes, sir. <clears throat> I mean, we, we may, we may go the full 24 hours. We may get some sleep. Um, there may be some adult things going on later in the evening. So we may pause it for that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, 
going to be a fun weekend, so watch out for live streams and uh, see if you can catch us on the air. All right? Nice. Well, thanks, Nate. If you want to hang in the back for a sec, I'll close up and be right back All with right. you. Well, guys, I yeah, I don't know. I I don't I th I don't think there's any end to how many ham shows we could do. Every single time Nate comes on, there's a ton of questions. We had a great sized crowd. I think we topped out at 16 or 17 live viewers tonight. So that was awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, I mean, Nate and Aaron, we've actually hung out in real life. I need to do it again. But you know, we are not just uh, imaginary internet friends. We're you know IRL friends too, and uh, they really mean it when they say they're going to end up, uh, they'll help you in any way, shape or form when it comes to ham or any of that stuff. So check them out. I also just one more plug for them. I threw their Etsy link discount code in the description tonight. So give them some support guys. We love, we're creating that circular agorist economy within all of these extended economies. And that's how we do it is by spending money with businesses and people we trust and know. So with that guys, as always stay happy, Stay healthy and have a great week.